the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Right Makes Might. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield. Strewn with debris of a fallen world, it challenges even the hardest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome. It's Saturday, and we're thankful to be back with you this morning to talk about courageous Christianity. As always, I'm joined by my wingman, faithful and strong Christy Stratton. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Richard. Hi. Good morning. Friends, we got an exciting show planned for you today on Courageous Christianity. And for the purposes of our discussion, Courageous Christianity is the place where our faith meets the world. We've talked about this critical ground because, like Marines, we don't train and put on a uniform and sit in our living room. We are expected, as Marines and as Christians, to go out and do our jobs, to glorify God. Uh, The mission of a Marine rifleman is to locate, close with, and destroy the enemy. The mission of a Christian is to locate and bring God to those who are lost and in pain. Amen. We got so much we want to talk to you about today. Yes. It's Easter weekend. We celebrate the day Jesus conquered death, rose to victory. In him we have life. Mm. And we want to talk to you a lot about the show and the upcoming promotion that we have. But if you take one thing away from our conversation today, please let it be that God's love has built a bridge for us to walk back to him. And if we spend the rest of our lives doing nothing but walking this path back to him, then it's a life well lived. Friends, please pray with me, and then we'll talk about this exciting opportunity that we have. Heavenly Father, on the eve of the celebration of the new life offered to us freely in the sacrifice and resurrection of your perfect Son, we come to you in gratitude and humility. Though we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory, in the victory of your Son over death, you have given us a way home to you. Help us, O Lord, to walk this journey bravely, one day at a time, as courageous Christians, that others may see our good deeds and join us in our march homeward. 
We offer our continued prayers for those in danger on the front lines of the fight against the coronavirus, knowing that wherever your children are struggling, you are there. We pray in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Amen. Friends, over the past few weeks, we've talked about a lot of high-level military things in the battle between good and evil and spiritual warfare. We've talked about the strategic level, the operational level, the tactical level. And we're going to get to much more of that over the next seven weeks. Seven as weeks. We, seven weeks. Yeah. As we delve into my book, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. So don't worry if you've missed anything. Don't worry if it seems like a lot. We're going to break it down. And we're going to have a fantastic promotion to try and get my book in your hands so that you can follow along with us. And Christy, can you tell us about that? I absolutely can. It's so exciting. We're we're embarking on a 40-day special devotional series. And that's going to be a series of the show, um, of the shows that you're going to hear. But tracking along with that, you're going to be reading the book along with us. And so we're going to Stay tuned, and we'll share even more about that, how to get the book in your hands. Excellent. It's very exciting. I have a folder that I keep all of my show notes in, and on the cover of this folder, there are pictures of people. There's a picture of a man uh, looking very stressed. He has a glass of booze in front of him, and he's trying to figure out by his checkbook how he can get things done. There's a picture of a husband and wife who seem to be at odds with each other. There's a picture of a lady underneath the sink trying to fix the plumbing as her daughter looks on. What comes to me as I think about these people in these pictures is however you got here, however you're hearing this show, wherever you've been, you're here now and the opportunities before you given to you by Jesus by the love of his father. And it can't not remind one of the story of the prodigal son from Luke chapter 15. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I'll tell you about it because it means so much to me. You may not know that um, I'm an immigrant to this country. I'm a colonel in the Marines. You know that. From last week's show, you know that I like to go to the grocery store and look at the produce and to go to the bookstore and look at the magazines and think about all the different people God provides for. What you may not know is that I'm a Jew who was born and raised in South Africa as a Jew in a Jewish family. I was bar mitzvahed, and it wasn't until late in life that I came to Christ. And one of the things that brought me to Jesus from an Old Testament perspective is Isaiah chapter 1 I think it's verse 18, which is just amazing to me. God is talking to his wayward children, and he says so compassionately, Come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. And I'm probably not the worst person on the planet, but I've been around. I've made mistakes. And to be able to come to God and talk to him, to reason together, to talk to him like a father. You know, I'm a colonel in the Marines, and if I want to go see the general, I have to make an appointment. More than likely, I'll sit outside his office. No appointments with God. No appointments with God. And 
I'll knock on the door and he'll say enter, and I'll stand in front of his desk unless he gives me permission to sit. Mm. And then I'll be very sparing in my words and, of course, respectful. And I'll be grateful if he puts me at ease and says, have a seat and talk to me. And so overwhelming to me is the opportunity we have in Jesus by his blood to just come to God, the creator of the universe, as a father. I love, uh, I love uh, scripture, which basically says to us that we talk to him as a father. Yeah. John chapter uh, 1 says that for all who believed in his name, he gave us the right, the right <laughs> yeah. to be uh, sons of God. So all of that is astounding to me. I come with an Old Testament perspective as a Marine and an immigrant, and so I look at things slightly differently. I I think to myself, if you are not awed by Jesus Christ and the opportunity that we have in him, then you're missing something. Yeah, we've talked about that. I think it's just, that's why I think hopefully people are here and this time, whether they've come by, you know, this show, if they've accidentally got, you know, come to the show today or they listen religiously, then, I mean, this is a time to really be awed. And right. we're going to do that with them. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, I love the story of Luke chapter, uh, the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15 for several reasons. So the young son asks his father for his inheritance, which basically means he's wishing him dead. And then he takes his money and he goes to faraway lands. And faraway lands is like a euphemism for he goes and does bad things. And keep in mind, he's a Jew and he ends up in these faraway lands out of money, working, feeding pigs, tending pigs for money. So there's no thing that can be lower for a Jew than to have to deal with pigs because of the kosher laws. And he's starving and there's a famine in the land and he decides that he's going to go home to his father and ask, can he just be his father's slave? Because he says his father's slaves and servants eat better than he does. And the story says that he's returning home and his father saw him from a long way off and ran to him. One of three times in the Bible where a father runs and the son says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. And the father hugs him and says to the servants, get him a robe, get him sandals, get him a ring. So the kid is expecting to come back from all of the bad deeds that he's done and just be a servant. And the father says, no, get him a robe and sandals and a ring. That's the sign of sonship. That means he has an inheritance. And then the father says, you know, slaughter a calf. Let's have a massive celebration. Uh, uh, my son is home. And they're having this great celebration. And the older brother, everybody in the uh, forgets the older brother. And to me, the older brother is the Jew in the story. And the older brother comes home and sees the big celebration. And he refuses to go in the house. And the father comes out to him also and says, what's up? And the older son says, I've been with you and I've always been with you and you never had a party for me or my friends. And the father says, you've been with me and you will always be with me. What's mine is yours, but he was lost and now he's found. Mm. And so friends, if you take one thing away, it is this in Jesus, we are found and we are restored and given the right to sonship. It's just 
so overwhelming to me. And so a scripture that speaks to this from the book of Acts, and we're going to look at Acts a lot over the next month because it's about the building of the church and the development of the church. Chapter 2, verse 36 through 38, and I'm going to read you the whole thing because to me it's just that important. Peter is basically preaching his first sermon to a large group that's assembled for the Pentecost, which is a harvest festival, uh, celebrating the Jewish uh, Shavuot. And it's his first real uh, sermon, and he says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart, and said to Peter and the other apostles, What shall we do? Friends, if you aren't cut to the heart by the love that is offered to you freely by faith in Christ, there are no works required, there are no religious traditions to observe, that love is offered to you in Christ. And if that doesn't cut you to the heart and cause you to say, What shall we do? Then again, you're missing something. So I'm wondering, and I'm hearing the what shall we do, and we're talking about this special devotional series and being cut to the heart at this time, this this special holy time of Easter. So what is it that we shall do? What should we be doing? Well, uh, when they said to that, uh, when they asked Peter that question, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. So, we repent. In order to repent, you have to be honest. you got to make yourself accountable. You can't invent your own rules and pretend you didn't sin. You have to come back from faraway lands. In military terms, you have to do an about-face. You have to seek to be changed. And, and it requires integrity. Integrity, truthfully, means wholeness. But you have to bring your heart to Jesus. You have to invite him into every area of your life, honestly, and say, Lord, if I am wrong, please find that. Come into my heart and make me clean. Remember, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make you white as snow. And then we come before God and he sees us as white as snow in white robes because we're washed in the blood of his son, Jesus. And so in the integrity of that repentance which comes from a knowledge of the law, which comes from a knowledge of the Bible. And that knowledge comes from God's imprinting it on our hearts. It comes from teachers. It comes from uh, our experiences. And reading the Bible, prayer, worship, the Holy Spirit speaking into your life. Again, there are no works required. So what shall we do with this? As you ponder tomorrow the amazing gift in Jesus It's not that you should feel guilty. That's nonsense. That's about the past. The devil wants you to feel bad. You're absolutely worthy. The question is, what are you going to do with this amazing opportunity? So I'm going to ask Christy to help me talk about what we're going to do in the next 40 days, which is an important symbolic period from the time that Jesus was resurrected. He taught the apostles, the disciples for 40 days. And then he went into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. And then he said, y'all go back to Jerusalem and pray and the Holy Spirit will come to you. And that happened 
at uh, Pentecost. So, Christy, please tell us about the promotion. I'm just so excited to share it, too. This is such an opportunity at this time, and Easter, oh my gosh, and between now and Pentecost. And so we're inviting you, the listeners, to join us, as I mentioned earlier in the show, to this special series of shows over the next 40 days. Here, every Saturday, we're going to be going through Richard's book, uh, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. We're going to be doing it with you. And so every week, we're going to be stepping into uh, um, each each devotional, 1 through 7, 8 through 14. And you'll, you'll hear that along the way. But here's the most exciting thing, is we're making 500 books available at no cost to you, the listeners and your friends. And so this is how you get it. You, you have to go to a particular website address. And that website address, so make sure you get your pencils out and write this down, or pens if that's what you prefer, Courageous Christianity at gmail.com. So email that with the subject line of 40 day devotional. Email that to courageous Christianity at gmail.com. You, if you're a Kindle user, you can go on Amazon as well and get that. And we're making the book available for 99 cents as well during this time. So you can get it hard copy to you. Make sure you want to the first 500, one, one per person, but you, you know, yeah, be fair, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We will pay the shipping. It's so important to us that you have that in your hands and you be able to take this journey with us. You know what? A, a friend who's reading it, a friend of the book, a friend of the show, a listener said this. She was on day 31, something like that. She's probably finished with the book now. She said this. What an amazing devotion to be doing, especially right now, not only during Easter time, this holy time, but the coronavirus pandemic, um, because Jesus is alive and still in control. And this is the time, this is the opportunity to draw closer. So again, just to recap, um, go to CourageousChristianity at gmail.com, put in the subject line, 40-day devotional, ask for your book at no cost. We will send that to you. Uh, and or go to Amazon, get the book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity by Richard Mendelow, uh, 99 cents on Amazon if you're a Kindle user. And uh, we're on Facebook at Right Makes Might. That's yep. the name of our Facebook page. And we'll talk about why Right Makes Might in a second here. And our website, rightmakesmight.com, also has a link to uh, the book. But please know that it means the world to us that you do this with us, that you take this journey. It goes to that question where the truth of Christ must find expression in our actions and in our words. But in this world, it's very confusing and it's complicated, and the world doesn't want to hear it a lot of the time. So oftentimes it's a bit of a battle, and that's the critical ground we speak of. And so we're going to work together with you to talk about how to do it well. It'll be like advanced infantry training for Marines, where one day at a time we develop their capability as warriors. And so let's celebrate the uh, resurrection of Jesus, our freedom from sin, and the opportunity that we have, first and foremost, in our loving relationship with God, and our genuine submission to him as we come before him as warriors. And then let's take this journey together. And I love, I think that's the key, together. It's so exciting, such an exciting time for us to do this together. And just praise God, just to the glory of him. Well, you know, uh, if you go through the changes that we're going through with this coronavirus thing, let alone the change that we go through when we invite Jesus into our heart and Mm. ask him to seek out all sin and purify us, 
If you go through all of that and you are unchanged, if all you seek to do is go back to where you were, then you're enduring a lot of pain for nothing. So what I would say is let's take this next 40 days and let's dedicate ourselves not to getting back to normal, but getting back to better, as I heard a Mm. pastor say recently. Friends, as we draw to a close, I want to just really share my heart with you and say, I see you in the various places where you are working to walk a good walk, to shine the light on others. If you came to the station by accident, you're not yet a Christian and you are just uh, searching. If you quit your serious membership and you're now listening on radio and you're here with us, there are no accidents. And the book of Acts tells the story of the church following the crucifixion uh, of Jesus and his resurrection. And it lays out in historical and theological terms the growth of our faith from Jesus' 12 disciples to over 2 billion Christians worldwide today. In 2016, I was in the process of forming a company to fund my book. In response to my prayers, the phrase, right makes might, came to me. I thought of the power of simply doing right according to God as written in the Bible, and so I Googled it. And at that time, only place I saw it was in a speech by Abraham Lincoln, which he gave in 1860 about slavery. And he said, and these are some pretty huge words because it's Abraham Lincoln and he's awesome, (laughs) (laughs) but stick with me. Lincoln said, let us be diverted by none of those sophistical contrivances wherewith we are so industriously plied and belabored. Contrivances such as groping for some middle ground between right and wrong, vain as the search for a man who should be neither a living man nor a dead one. Wow, that, that is amazing. To try and find middle ground between right and wrong is as vain as a search for a man who is neither living nor dead. He concludes his speech by saying, Neither let us be slandered from our duty by false accusations against us, nor frightened from it by the menaces of destruction to the government, nor of dungeons to ourselves. And this is the key and crucial part. Let us have faith that right makes might. And in that faith, let us to the end Dare to do our duty as we understand it. Friends, right makes might speaks to the power of doing the right thing simply because it is right. It speaks to doing what is eternally right and unchanging in the history of man, and it speaks to invoking the power of the Almighty God of the universe by doing and saying what he says is right. The book of Acts speaks to this power. In chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible tells us that though the apostles preached the word of Christ boldly, performing signs and wonders among the people, no one else dared join them. This is because the religious power brokers of the day, the Sadducees, were scary and jealous. And I'm sure you can imagine that scenario from your experiences today. Mm, A few paragraphs later, having been imprisoned by the Sadducees and then freed by an angel of the Lord, Peter and John were again preaching to the people, not in seclusion, but in the middle of the temple courts where the Sadducees sent the guards to detain them. Verse 26 says this, and it's awesome. The guards did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. So the people went from being afraid to join the growing group of Christians in verse 13 to a force which scared the army of the power-hungry Sadducees a few paragraphs later, simply by the power of God's truth, simply because right makes might. Friends, 2,000 years later, there are over 2 billion Christians on this planet. That's 1 million a year for 2,000 years. Against tremendous opposition from every corner, simply by doing what is right, 
according to the word of God, those who believe in Christ wield indomitable power for good if we choose to use it. And so we're going to discuss in the next month how to use it. But my question is, can we not trust in our God? Can we not simply put trust in doing what he says is right and avoiding what he says is wrong? Can we not have faith that might, I'm sorry, that right makes might, and in that faith dare to do our duty as we understand it? Over the next 40 days, we'll answer these questions together. As things seem dark beneath the hanging clouds of the coronavirus, we will focus on the power we have in Jesus Christ to light the world. We will study the Word of God together, we will pray and worship together, and we will practice bringing our faith to bear on those around us in love with little exercises that strengthen us individually and as a group. Such an exciting time. I'm so grateful. I I could not have imagined anything better. Friends, the world does not need more bullies. There are plenty. The world does not Mm. need more lies or deceptions. They flow like water. The world needs warriors submitted to God, speaking his truth in love. Right makes might, and might, by the power of God in love, will make things right. We look forward to taking this journey with you. Should you want to reach me, I can be contacted at rich at richardmendelo.com or 281-656-1833. Friends, we're grateful that you joined Christy and me today that you chose to spend this time with us. God bless and semper fi.